What's up, AfterBuzzers? Welcome to the Forever After Show. We are talking Amazon's brand new hit series featuring Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph. There's so much to break down, so don't go away. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. I was ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Such a good slow jam. Such a good choice. Mm-hmm. You're really setting the forever mood. You always got- and forever. <laughs> always. always and forever. Together forever. That's episode one. We are talking episodes one through three of forever. Um, but before we get into it, I'm Steph Sabron. To my left. I'm Jennifer Golden. And I am Lauren Leonelli. I'm so happy to be on this panel with them, you guys. And this show, um, we have so much to talk about. It's a new comedy drama, but it doesn't really have a genre, I feel like. Yeah. It dips into a bunch of stuff. It it does. And when you look it up, like, to see the reviews or what people are saying about it, it says, like, dramedy. Um, Not satire, but, like, it just sort of says it's, like, all over the place, where it's basically just, like, magical because (laughs) it falls into so many different categories, and it's, like, the cliffhangerist cliff hang show ever. It's super cliffy. You know Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen from Saturday Night Live, and Mm -hmm. whilst they are funny on this show, the subject matter is a little bit dramatic, so that's why I think it's hard to classify it, because they bring a light element to some dark subjects, and they make it kind of funny. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's a perfect way to put it. And it's basically um, starts off... Uh, where you have this couple who's been married for a long time and they're in love, but there are some deeper issues and things going on between them. And then it takes you on this whole whirlwind. But before we get into episode one, what was your overall thoughts of the first three episodes? I really liked it. And like I said about the cliffhanger thing, I went in watching, you know, episode one and I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, give it a minute and and see if I like this. And then I was like, I will now I have to watch episode two. And, of course, I have to watch episode three now, and I actually watched five episodes in a sitting <laughs> because I was just like, I need to know what happens. I gotta know. Yeah, I think I'm invested. Is, yeah. This is why, so this is a show that you can binge watch, guys, and we know that this is a trend now on watching TV, and we did that. I think they they made this show, you know, they cut an episode where it makes sense to do so because you're they're making you want to come back for more, and they're doing it right. For sure. I wanted to come back for more after the first episode. What I liked about the first episode was the the montage, the musical. Who doesn't like a good musical montage? This one wasn't <laughs> like the typical ones in, in movies that you see, but it was good with the how they met. Like we don't need we don't need all of the backstory in your like expository writing that like throws you every time where you're like, Okay, I get it. okay, so my brother, sister's mother said you said blah blah blah. It's like, no, they just gave you the backstory in the musical montage and then they brought you to present day so that they could do what they wanted to do for you right then and there. And right. I liked the the format of it. I thought it was creative. And you, you were think? saying that it was an up it reminded you yeah, it totally reminded me of Up, like in the movie where you see um, the old man and his wife and how they actually met when they were younger and then how they aged together and they lived their life together for many years. And then you see that she gets sick and then she dies and then we bring to bring, they bring us to present day and then that boy But they comes. do it through a but, musical montage. Right, exactly, the musical montage. You don't need words, you don't need 20 minutes, you need like two 
and you're up to speed. Yeah, I completely agree. I was, I loved how they cut it, and you could tell that you needed to see more. Like, you couldn't end on the first one. Because you didn't know why they were doing that cabin scene over and over again, right? Yeah. I'm bringing you the dinner, and she's happy, and then I'm bringing you the dinner, and they did it, and now that we're looking back on it, they did it 13 times in order to then get to the point where they say, we've been to the lake house 14 times, can we please do a different vacation? And they did that enough so that you knew the expression on Maya Rudolph's face was, I need a little variety. Totally. I totally agree with that. Um, And I do want to tell you guys, but we'll be hitting episode one and then two and then three and then have a special segment because Jen and Lauren are relationship experts. And I'm going to be asking them a question in regards to the episode has to do with love language today. Um, And we'll talk about Oscar and June's love language. And then we will have a short news and gossip and then wrap it up with some predictions. So let's talk about Together Forever episode one. We we talked about the montage that we loved and we see that Oscar is totally a creature of habit and he loves that continuously doing the same thing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And you said it perfectly. You could see it in June's face that she was getting tired of it, which I have to credit uh, Maya Rudolph as an actress. She was so good just showing like little micro expressions. Subtle. So subtle. Very, I love that. You could see like her disappointment, and I think you feel what she feels because you're watching the monotony and like. She couldn't possibly be happy. And also, you're watching a show knowing something's going to occur. Yeah, like, what, what are we waiting for? Right. <laughs> it, they're setting you up for something to happen. And so I think her little tiny nuanced like expressions were very telling of think, what was to think come. Think about it in real life, though. If you are really in a relationship with somebody that you love and care about, friendship, loving relationship, work relationship, whatever it is, you aren't just going to blatantly be like, are you going to give me the same dinner over and over again and make it be like <laughs> nasty about it? You're going to try to cover a little because you feel bad. And that's what she did. She was so layered. Like, I'm so excited for this dinner, but deep down inside, there's like a twitch in my eye or a look on my face where you can see the layered, like, disappointment of the monotony. It wasn't just like, I'm going to make a bad face right now. Like, it didn't feel pushed. It felt. Natural. Like she was really feeling the feelings, yeah, and yeah. having a hard time deciding what to do because not wanting to be mean, right? And she loves this person, but she feels something is awry in her life. And I, I'm very happy that we obviously get to see what and else I feel she like thinks. That's a very normal thing to happen in a relationship after a long time. You, there are things that go awry or feel off or need to be reset and so she was feeling this and trying to come about it in a diplomatic way she didn't just want to be bat mean about it yeah yeah and you said it in the monotony of monogamy i think that's one of the major themes and then life after death which we see later do you think that do you agree that june was handling this in the right way or do you think she should have been a little bit more verbal in the beginning when she started to feel that anguish after 13 years that's a good point i think that she should have found a way to say it um because she's just 
like, creating a disservice to herself and him. And maybe creating resentment that didn't need to be as deep as it could maybe ended up being. Yeah. Like, I mean, if that person is, in fact, supposed to be your best friend and you're supposed to, like, be life partners, like, you should have some sort of comfort level in talking to the person and find... It's it's your job to find a way to say something. But also know that person. And if this might be easy for me to say to you... Because you're not as attached to the monotony or the routine of a day. She knows that it's a delicate situation for him because he's very attached to it. So she had to maybe not take 13 years, but (laughs) be very delicate with her approach. And she did when she suggested the ski trip. A little different. And um, his reaction was really funny. He was like, well, how am I going to tell this to the office? Like, anyone cares. (laughs) And then it showed the scene of the office where he was like, cool. Oh my god, the most boring office of all time. And that's another thing, too. Think about this, guys. Like, you get so in your head about something, right? Like, oh my god, what am I gonna, what are other people gonna think? And at the end of the day, like, it's not that big of a deal. Get out of your head, like, take a deep breath, let it go. It's just do the thing. Do, don't be selfish, but do what makes you happy or what's right for you. And they did that. Yeah, exactly. They needed to go on this ski trip. Well, 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 well. The ski trip. It changed everything, guys. But so maybe it was for the maybe this is where they were. It was all meant to be. To be. Yeah. yeah, so I, we could have a second episode. True, because I was wondering where are they going to take this, and I am curious of your guys' opinion. So they're going through the ski when they get out of the car. I do have to point out that was hilarious because so that's literally me in the cold weather. It's freezing. It's well, like so if cold. you live in LA and they do in the LA region, that it was a I think a joke about that. Too. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's cold. You and, drive two hours and you're frozen, and you're like, <laughs> and you just can't. You have zero tolerance for it. No, yeah. you're like, what the heck? is this yeah. also you're going on a ski trip so you should know it's going to be cold. yeah but even still it's intolerable right yeah <laughs> so um they finally get into a class all the classes are booked and they're in a kitty class and of course they're with like three jerk children and i know that type so well and Jasper. i <laughs> yeah i felt for june in this like i what would you, would you have pushed that kid that was talking crap to you <laughs> I mean, I would have wanted to, but... Yeah, not all, actually, but... All my years of nannying would tell me, tell me, don't do that. But, I mean, yeah, I would just... Yeah, I think they handled it fine. They were like... I think it was funny. Yeah. And I like that she said to him after the fact, like, you know, what would you have done? Like, wouldn't you have wanted to hit him also? And he was like, well, no. <laughs> um, and she was like, well, why... You didn't have to go apologize to his father, like, that he should have had her back, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah I think true. she was trying to say, like, I need you to be more of, like, a man. Like, I just pushed a kid. Like, you're supposed to support me, not go apologize. And that, I feel like, deeps and digger deeper to um oscar's issues like his fear of trying new things and that kind of fear of like outstepping these boundaries he's set for himself so then we see him skiing and it actually seems like he's having a great time totally that same whimsical music is playing and we're like this is amazing he's really letting go and then and it was at the same time that you see her in a bar Talking to some guy about to share some spring rolls. Which made me very nervous. Yeah, what did, did you guys pick up flirting? Yeah. Or yes. Kind of like, you did? I did. This is the thing. We talk about this on our show where we talk about dating and relationships. I Listen, on a technical scale, it was innocent, this conversation she was having with the red-haired dude. But she was giving out 
a vibe eventually that she was available-ish. Mm. And because I think, she agreed to have yes, the spring rolls. And I think that's he was giving out a very hard vibe that he was available and her knowing that that she accepted it was sending miscommunication and that is where trouble starts. But also I do understand why she probably was playing with fire because she needs something in her life right now. And she just got in trouble and her husband didn't stand up for her and then he went skiing and like she probably just needed an excitement And they were talking about kids and it was like a very emotional Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that before we uh, move on to episode two. That was actually really interesting it seems like before everything happened with episode two, they this is a really serious conversation that I feel like should have been hit on. I mean, I don't know, maybe in the 13 years you guys were together. Maybe year one <laughs> before you get married. To be confused about that is, I think, whether was, or not to have a child. Yes. yes. Oh, yes, sorry. Yes. That I think is what they were trying to be, make a, a, a indicative of the lack of communication about like deeper issues. Going through the routine of their relationship and having fun doing putting a banana in a dishwasher or whatever is cute, but like, how are you confused that you both don't want children? And, that and why be- is it only coming up now? Like, you obviously have 13 years of resentment because this is not, this cannot be like top of mind 13 years later. No. It's really interesting, and I think that was my favorite part about episode one was their ability to make them like actually they are like the perfect fit, but. It shows how complicated relationships are because you guys are perfect and like you joke and are having so much fun together doing the most boring things, but forget to hit those really important conversations. Sure. And it, it shows that balance is needed in a relationship. You can hit the fun things, but have the deep conversations or don't just have the deep conversations, have fun. So it, you've got to try to work on making it all happen all the time. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's complicated. It is. That's why we have a podcast called that. Yes. yes. What is that called? Yes. It's complicated. It's complicated. Wednesdays on After, After Buzz, Buzz TV, <laughs> 6 p.m., right before we do this show. Yes. So you guys should check out both and get yes. a lot of love in your life. And yes. Lauren, can you tell us what else we can find on After Buzz? Oh, you guys, After Buzz produces all of the after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows. So if you watch it, it's probably here from dramas to reality TV to sci-fi and more. There is no network other than After Buzz TV that works harder to serve their television fans. Guys, but we need your help. We're asking you to please subscribe to one or more of the YouTube channels. So by subscribing to the channel, YouTube will suggest content that is tailor-made for you and will help AfterBuzz continue to grow. So it's twofold. And don't be worried about the pesky notifications and all of that because they're optional. So you can just opt out. It's not a big deal. You're just subscribing to some shows and it's going to help everybody, including yourself, more importantly. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out all of the after shows on AfterBuzz TV and all of the after shows on the YouTube channels as well. And let us know that you did so in the comments and we will thank you on air. You want a shout out? Because we're going to do it. <laughs> all right, guys. So for now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Thank you, Lauren. That was mm-hmm. great. So episode two, June. Um, oh. I love this episode. I have to interject for one second the way you can you can speaking of opting out and things on amazon so at the end of the episode it it goes into the small little thumbnail and then it shows you the next episode starting in this amount of minutes be careful guys if you're binge watching because i went to the next episode before um he hit the tree oh gosh (gasps) 
Because I'm like, he's skiing oh. down the mountain. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, why is she crying? And I had to go back. Don't do that. Watch it all the way through. I didn't see him hit the tree. Oh, I didn't see him hit the tree either. In fact, I saw him just going toward the tree and assumed he hit the tree. Oh, yeah. But then... Okay, so in episode two, when she's crying, did you think that they just got divorced because yes. she was hitting yes. on the guy? Yes. I He's didn't gone. know what happened. I thought that was I, everything was. I always jump to the worst conclusion, so I kind of thought like, "Oh God, did he die?" But I also thought this could be a nightmare. Oh, yeah. good point. Because it, it did starts seem off, very dreamlike. Yeah. She was yeah. so stoic. Yeah, it was. Well, weird. also the show seems dreamlike because you're like, "Are you two real people? Like, <laughs> what is happening?" It, I was anyway. If you're binge watching, <laughs> don't do that. Watch the whole thing, or you can figure out on Amazon TV how to not make it go up into oh, that yeah. little thumbnail, and so then you just watch till the end, and then you're done. No, it's a good point because Amazon, I think, is just like getting so many shows, and they have a lot of cool features that can be yes. confusing. But I do like how they give you little production oh, notes. Oh, I love that. Really yeah. cool. So uh, this episode opens up where she's at a tech like store. Best Buy. Yeah. Something like something, that. Yeah. It was hilarious. She's crying. Not, it was sad, but it was hilarious because she needs a router. And that's what Oscar used to do. Well, And I love how slowly it built up. Yes. Where she was there buying a router. And like they could have. And we didn't know yet that he died. Obviously, we could have just thought. She was there to get a router. But then you hear the woman ask her, and you see her struggle, and then you finally see it's, that's what he used to do. And then we find out he died. And I was like, what? Yeah, they he dropped the bomb. died? And, in your and now mind, she's buying thinking, a router? Now yeah. it all makes sense that she's crying. Yeah. And she's grieving to the store employee. And it's been a year. So you know, in all reality, that there are times where this is going to hit you hard, and you're going to be okay. She said, sometimes um, I'm okay, sometimes I'm not. So it's a realistic approach, I think, or view on how it is to go through the grieving process. But, I mean, it was very real. But also, kind of, you're not wrong, Steph. Like, it was funny, too. She's Maya Rudolph. She's kind of funny. Like She's in Best Buy friending the person, sitting there crying, and the woman says, do you need me to get the next person? Because my shift is over. And she says, yes. Yes, yes. I'm so glad you brought that up. It was so hilarious. So cute. And the salesperson was like calling the next person saying, okay, you know, I'm going to come explain it to you. Yeah. I'm going to brief you on what you're dealing with. Yeah, I would have had to do the same thing. I couldn't say that in front of her. So we go back to her house and she has like cases of wine. She's just binging on her couch. She's a hot mess. Her house is a mess. It's sad. It's really sad. And then we get introduced to her best friend, Sharon, who is played by let me i want to shout she her out curb we, your enthusiasm she was on before i think oh um miss i i'm not sure i don't want to butcher her name anyway she was hilarious i yeah. will find her name yes. yeah she's very she's a known actress so i don't know funny. why it's slipping me but um she comes to the rescue she wants to um get her out of this funk and brings her to what she believes is the cure-all which is the black church and <laughs> I was like, I want to go to that Same. black church. That looked so fun. Same. And, of course, Maya Rudolph June is, like, doing everything wrong. She's like, peace be with you. Oh, <laughs> the Catholic like, church. Peace yeah. be with you. And I then mean, she Allison, I would have probably done kisses it. Kisses <laughs> the preacher who she calls a father. <laughs> and she's just doesn't... It's like she hasn't had social interaction, and she just doesn't know what to do. And she's trying, but she's failing. Yeah. And they get in a fight. Yeah. Get in an argument because, like, June just is not having it, and the friend, like, 
is like you can't be acting like this like and this is your own problem you have to like get out of this and then basically june's like i it's the religion is she denounces the religion in her own way just out of anger not really and then the friend is like you can find your own ride home (gasps) she says call lyft i love it she says lyft and not uber oh yeah i only use lyft um (laughs) i am curious though uh what do you guys think about that do you think that's um because we see a call to religion kind of in the third episode, um, and I'm curious if you guys think this is going to be, like, kind of a subliminal point in the show, like, talking about. Because it seemed to be kind of hit hard, but I'm not sure if it was just, like, a plot point to move forward. I I don't feel... With Afterlife. Yes. I don't feel that the vibe of the show is religious i do think they're leaving it sort of open to interpret it that way if that's where your faith and beliefs lie but i feel like the tone of the show and the language of the show and the the way they talk about death and even in the way once it's introduced that they're both dead the way they talk about that it's not very traditional Mm -hmm. and so i feel like it's veering away from religion but that it's not not present yeah i think it has to be present if you're talking about the afterlife because otherwise like the people that are watching the show that believe in a certain afterlife or that they she could have gone to church or whatever it is they might have had their beliefs they have to touch on those things because it does relate but i do think they're going to go off on different paths well we'll talk about that in predictions yeah yeah no i i i was just curious your points and i'm curious to see how they move forward with that but and it is interesting that her friend chose to take her to church yeah which i mean they could have gone anywhere they could have gone to you would think they would go to the bar and drink or something <laughs> yeah. so um and that kind of sets her off um june off into the lowest i feel like where she's like i need to pick myself up like i and she goes to apologize she buys gas uh T-shirts from the gas station. I love yeah, that. So love funny. that. Yeah. She's like, I bought you a T-shirt from the gas station. You have to forgive me. And she's yeah. like, of course I forgive you. Because we all cute. buy stuff on the way to yeah. like do yeah. console people. Um, and then we see her at work trying to like move forward a little bit. I don't know. I forget if this was before or after, but you can tell everyone just treats her as the grieving widow. Totally. They're afraid to talk about their husbands in front of her. And she gets the vibe that she just kind of like feels like an outcast a little bit everywhere in her life, which is I think why she goes into that downward spiral. But once she loses everything, including her friend, she's like, get it together and goes on the job interview. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love that she actually put herself out there and applied. And, and then, that so that's the whole thing I think that came up because her friend was like, Listen, you actually said you lived a boring life with Oscar. Let's all put it out there. Like, let's not play games. You did say that. So he was great, but also you were bored. So why don't you now live your life since you both can't die? Or well, actually, whatever. Um well, but you're one of you is alive at this moment in the series. So you should go live your life. So she goes and applies for this job as like the VP of something and actually goes in for the interview but doesn't really make it in. And it's also yeah. it's also a really good way to reflect on somebody who you've lost like mm-hmm. it's sad and there are great things about this person but there's also maybe bad things too and don't you don't want to focus on the bad things it's the nostalgia you, you want yeah. to like make sure you're being realistic to to move on or whatever like don't just make this person out to be or maybe their relationship out to be this beautiful relationship because you miss that person that's true but also like she made a good her friend made a good point like you maybe weren't the happiest either so how do we find the silver lining in this new situation that 
really sucks, but like pick how do you pick yourself up and move on? Totally. And like you said, she did she ditched the interview, but then comes to work and everyone's embezzling, apparently. Totally. And she gets this job, and it's interesting because she was, was the one time she prays to God that let something good happen. So she gets the job, and she's on her flight to Hawaii to start this new journey. She has a, what is it, a Maca- mang- macadamia nut thing? And a mango drink. Some oh, drink that some, looked really some, good. Yeah. Uh, mimosa that was yeah. like guava mimosa. Oh, guava mimosa. And I was like, I want that. Yes. And I guess I have to go to Hawaii to get it. In <laughs> first class. In first class. Obviously. <laughs> and she chokes on it. I was like, she's not gonna die. What is this? And then when you see uh, Fred Amerson standing in front of her, you're like, wow. Yeah, absolutely. You're like, oh, she dead. Like, it was so crazy because... <sighs> I wonder, what was your, I should have asked you guys in this beginning, in the beginning, but when I saw it was just her and I realized he was dead, I was like, is this all a trick? Is this show about her? And Well, the show actually is about her. Yeah. So it's her perspective. The whole entire show is actually, like, he's the straight man and she's the, like, person with, like, valleys and, what is it? Valleys. Cliffs and uh, hills and valleys. I can't. Sure. I do Mountain peaks and valleys. Yeah, peaks and valleys. I did it! So there, <laughs> so she, he is like this one guy all the time, but she's the one who's always seeking more. Mm-hmm. So the show is actually from her perspective and he's just this like, he's an instrument to help tell the story right. along with all the other characters that come in. But I feel like for sure she is, she's the analytical oh, one, the yes. thinking, feeling one. So she was the one who wants more. He Welcome was fine to the it. life of women. So... What were we talking about? How she's the plot mover. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I. So when I saw them reconnecting, that makes sense that she will continue to be the main point of view. But it was interesting. I was like actually really excited to see a fully Maya Rudolph uh, June episode because she was so amazing in that. I for sure. I mean, this was just the normal person in me who stepped out of the the you know suspending my disbelief to watch the show. I was like. So now Fred Amundsen's not in the show oh, anymore. Right. There's Same. no way he would just sign on for one episode. In the cover, and that's right. what I'm saying. He's I'm on like, the title treatment of the show. So in my in my like fan mind, I was like, that's not gonna happen. But I believed in that moment they killed his character off. So it was playing tricks on me. A yeah. I thought if anything, there would be memories of him. That's or what flashbacks. I said. That's what I said. I'm like, or, it's gonna be a flashback show now, right? Something like that. I never in my wildest dreams thought they would be together forever in Ghost, heaven. Ghosting. Ghosting. Let's talk about episode, episode three, three, which is the lake house. And this is where we realize that they're in heaven or some sort of place together. Sure. Pasadena. They don't really. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's they're Orange in County a town somewhere. that's vacated because of mold. But there are some, I mean, the security guards there. And this is where they establish some sort of plot line that there's currents. And there's formers. formers. They're formers, all the people who have passed on from life, and they don't really know much else. Um, what was your guys' initial thoughts when you saw this place? Like, it seemed kind of like Stepford Wise. Totally. Like, it was like Pleasantville. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see that, like, why would they have currents other than to show that they are formers? Like, it makes more sense now to see, like, okay, those people are living, they can't walk through vans. And people that are formers can. And it almost feels like an old people community, but it's really just people that are not alive. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then there's a fountain. And the mm. further you get from the fountain, the weaker you get. And you could eventually, like, I I don't, there's some consequences. Yeah, I, I yeah. it definitely seemed like there was something like, don't go further than here. But, like, why would they not want you to leave this community because not every dead person is here so there's got to be more yeah, to like, the outside world about yeah. yeah and it seems that june's character is still more connected to the current world or something because she's still able to she's able to connect with them and able to bring things into the life of the former world that it doesn't seem like anybody else is able to do. Like she's yeah. more aware. Let's talk about that. So they, they find out that the lake house is there now. Um, because as she, as June comes into this for, former world, uh, Fred's character, his name is Oscar. 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 I always do this. <laughs> Oscar Keep saying, yeah, like, here's some oolong tea. This wasn't here till you came. Oh, the lake house just appeared. It's like, maybe that's normal, but maybe she brought all these things, and he's like, you bringing color into my life like you did before. Right. And now they're just dealing with, like, so that's what makes me think that she is, like, more connected to the current world. Yeah. She's, like, almost like a disruptor. Yeah. yeah. So I think she's going to, I mean, we'll talk about productions. Let me not get ahead of yeah. myself. <laughs> I have so much to say. Yeah. But it's really interesting because they go to the lake house with the intentions of um, being real, like the stereotypical ghosts, which Oscar's new best friend, Mark, who's a 17, is a 58-year-old stuck in a 17-year-old body, um, wants to help them get out. Well, he didn't want to help, but he eventually helps them to get out. And Push the, whole, the other family out. But their intention of going to the lake house was to go back to the mundane routine that they always did. And yes. she's there and she's like, uh, no. You could see in her face that she was already worried. And to to your point, there's only, like, a certain way you can, like, flick the light on and be, like, a ghost. Like, a stereotypical ghost. And you have to put all your light, all your energy in the tip of your finger. And she's able to do it so easily. So, I'm curious what you guys... He says... Mark says it's because it's, like, how angry are you? Is that what you guys think it is, too? Or do you think it's oh. the life? He did say that, and it didn't click to me with me until now because she does carry a lot of resentment, I think. But I feel like my first instinct was that she's still connected to the former current life. Interesting. I think it is about being angry and the fact that she's, like, now stuck. Like, she seems stuck before in their marriage. She seems stuck now in this world. It's like purgatory. Right. Exactly. Well, we might find out that this actually is purgatory I know, versus I heaven. I think, yeah. Yeah, well, it's in- interesting because one of the quotes I wrote down was when she first got there and she's like, what's the point of all of this? And then he says, what was the point before? Mm-hmm. So there's really interesting things being discussed in the show. So lightly, though, they just talk about it as though, well, what was the point of it before? Okay, next. What yeah. was the- next thought? And then they start talking about how, what's the most comfortable way to sit down. And you're like, okay, I know this might be representative of something deeper, but we're also just talking about how you sit. So it's just interesting how they I deal. I love their yeah. questions like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know where they're like little games. Like when yeah. they were in the car, like I forget what season oh, it was. Uh, one, two, episode. two. Oh, one. They're going I, to this. I think it was oh, no, one, one when they were going skiing. Where it was like, what was the question? Um, oh, if you could only do something in thir- you had 30 minutes to do anything, yes. what oh, would yeah. that thing be? And then they were like, nope, you can't do that. It would take longer than 30 yeah. minutes. So I'm really curious to see where it goes. Do you guys have anything else for uh, either of these episodes? 
No, I got, I'm very curious to see where it goes, and I did not continue to watch, so I literally oh, do not know what happened. I'm so excited. I yeah. will go back and have to rewatch. Obviously, I mean, I, listen, I was multitasking, so I will watch again. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's get into our special segment because we have two relationship experts here, Jen and Lauren, and they have their show. So I do want to ask you guys in terms of this show. Oscar and June have very different love languages, and can you guys briefly talk about the five love languages and then what you believe each of them, what their love language is individually? Okay, well, there's words of affirmation, which is being able to communicate with somebody and tell them how you feel, basically. Yes, acts of service, which is showing somebody that you care through gestures that come forth in an action. Mm -hmm. There are gifts, um, where you just give gifts to somebody. Whatever that sounds bad, but it's not. It's because you want, yeah, I don't know. It's, That's. It, it, I mean, it might be bad to you because you might be like, I don't want that gift. I want you to give me a hug. Mm-hmm. But somebody might receive love in gifts. There's physical touch. Mm-hmm. And then there's quality time. Mm-hmm. So, wow. yeah. And you guys believe everyone put, this is, those are it. There I, are five, but I think you can overlap. I think you can overlap, and I think you might want to receive one, but you speak another. And this, and and June and Oscar are very layered. So I think June, I think Oscar speaks um, acts of service because that's how, what he's giving her. He likes the to give her things, yeah, and the fish that and same the trout almondine. Damn. But what does he <laughs> want? What does he want from her? I Quality think, time, maybe. Probably, yeah. yeah. I would think that. And then she speaks. I think hers is. Um, She's tough because she's so complex. I think she's, if anything, of the all five, she if she were two, it would be acts of service and quality time. But I think her quality time would be a variety, adventure, and it's more spontaneous than yes. Yeah, because I do think that's what draws them together. Is they want to be together. It's just it looks different for each one of them. Yes. Yeah. Like he wants to do routine, and she's like, "No, let's try something new." And I do think that the five languages of love is like a real thing. Like you, of course, there's gray areas to everything, but I think you can, like we said, fall under one of those categories for sure. It's a good starting point, at least, to start analyzing somebody and see where they come from, and watch these episodes now, thinking about that too, because it it is very layered, and they are. I think they there is this commonality that they love each other so much, but there's some differences that it's just not matching up. And mm-hmm. it could be the languages they're speaking. I love they need you guys. They need Jen and Lauren. Oh, <laughs> yes, us. they do. So dead, let's so. quickly get into our news and gossip. Do you, do you guys want to present it? Yeah. Yes. So there is this awesome video on USA Today where Maya and Fred are giving love advice. And obviously we know that they work together like a million times again on SNL. They're also on another show called Big Mouth together. They have, they work together like all the time. They did the Emmys together. So they have this rapport between them. So they're prompted to give love advice to other people, obviously based on the show. And right off the bat, they're just hysterical. And I think we're going to play yeah, maybe this part is the, of the clip. Yeah, this is a clip of the video. I've been married 90 years, so I've got all the tips. You have all the answers, Maya. I do. I have every answer there is to know. Um, first tip, always, always um, punch somebody in the face when they wake up in the morning. Because yes. that really, like, wakes them up. Like, keeps them on guard a little Right, keeps them on guard. And then, um, you know, just go out of town a lot. Go out of town a lot. Um, invest in farms. <laughs> I say that to every couple. Invest in farms. Find a farm. Invest in farm. 
<laughs> oh my so gosh, random. I love them. Like, what other advice do you need other than punch them in the face and invest in farms and go out of town? She also doesn't say go out of town with them. She just says go, go out, out of town. town. You guys, what I think they're saying is like, it's different for everybody and there is not one concrete answer. Like, you can say communicate and make sure you laugh and go. don't go to bed mad and all those things are not not true. But also it's like... I don't know. You just do it. Like, but also, you see from that clip, they're so ridiculous, but so natural at being ridiculous, and they work so well together that they add on to each other's ridiculousness. Yes. Like, it's nothing. Like, her truth is she punches the guy in the face all the time, and his truth is, and I say, you know, you should definitely invest in a farm, and it's like, that's their truth, and together they are the perfect couple of actor friends. And you can tell that they're friends, like, <laughs> yeah. off air, yes. and that's why it works so well. So yeah. natural. I the wonder- natural chemistry is there. Totally. I wonder how much they did improv through this because they make it look like that was a rehearsed. It felt like a lot, honestly. Oh, that, I felt that, like there were things that were not scripted. How do you sit conversation in the 30 minute? What can you do in 30 minutes? There's yeah. zero chance that that was all scripted. Or they wrote the show. Did they write and it? Not to, they may, I don't know. No, I don't think they did. I think they produced it or something. I yeah. don't know. They're very yeah, they involved. produced it. Um, and the creators were Alan Yang, who did yes. Master, of, Master of None, and Matt Hubbard with. 30 Rock. And they right. wrote and directed and produced a, and they did all of it. So I feel like though they just probably let them be them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, let's get into some predictions. <gasps> and now you're after Buzz TV. Prediction. Lauren, you want to start us off? I think that <laughs> June is going... God, I don't know how specific I want to get, but I think she's definitely going to take this world that they live in, this neighborhood that they live in. She's going to, like, bust the glass ceiling open on it. Ooh. I don't know if they're going to leave it or they're going to – she's going to expose some things that they have not looked at. The fountain and the communicating with the dead and maybe leaving the neighborhood, that's happening. Yeah, trickery. Is about to ensue. I think we are going to find out that this is not heaven. Ooh. This might not be hell either. It might be some weird place. In between. Yeah, like where you go to get uh, solved. I don't know. You have to go deal with your issues and become a better soul. Or maybe you even go back. Maybe oh. this is like a minute and <gasps> you go back to life. You wake up again. I like that. That would be Thank cool. You. And then the people who are there just haven't figured out how right. to go back. How to go back. Yeah, so they can't resume their life. You or could at any moment, but if you can't, you got to Choose your path, just yeah. like in real life. Mm-hmm. I I think that's a... I don't know what's going to happen because this show keeps taking so many turns, but that's a great idea that I can roll with. Thank you. And if it doesn't happen now, season two. Don't <laughs> blame Jen if it doesn't happen. Sorry, it was just an idea and a prediction. You can't blame me for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm with that prediction, and I also think that it will continue to be more June-centered, and I think that's great because she needs to stir up this town because they're all into Oscars... Same thing every day. Routine. Yeah. Routine. So I'd love... I- They're like zombies. Yes. Oh, what if zombies... <gasps> I don't know, guys. We'll see. We don't know. <laughs> um, next week, we will be covering four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Case, Another Place, and Andre and Sarah. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to talk about that. But until then, where can we find you guys? You can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meds. And don't forget to tune into It's Complicated at Complicated Show on all the social meds for more relationship advice. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social media platforms as well. And with her on It's Complicated. I love the social needs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Steph Sabra. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yay!
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.